Hey guys. Hey guys. So today we're here to do a podcast. This podcast is going to be broken down into two segments because it's pretty long. So in the beginning, this video is just going to be introducing the story to you, the, the people that are involved and, you know, starting how it started and stuff like that. Next week, we're going to jump into what was said, what was done so you guys could understand. Today, we're going to be talking about friendships that turn into, you know, an obsession, somebody that can, you know, one day is your friend. You think that, you know, they're, they're your best friend. You know, you have love for this person. You can sometimes look up to this person, admire this person. And slowly but surely, as the years change, you start seeing that this person starts developing different characteristics or, you know, they just... I think this person was a narcissist. I think this yeah. person was obsessed with our family. I think um, just looking at it back, you know, growing up, I don't know about y'all, growing up, my family was very, very united. My mom, till this day, like, even if we go back to, like, my grandma's house or, you know, family friends in Dominican Republic, like, um, our mama, she's not our mama, that's my, my brother's godmother. We go back over there and so many people just talk about my mom and, like, oh, my God, like, I remember your mom. Your mom was such a great person. Your mom was such a nice person. And, you know, we have so many stories with her and, like... When we were growing up, we had a lot of people in our lives, my mom's friends, her kids. And, you know, we grew up with such a united, close people in our life that we thought growing up, we were going to have a good friendship with this girl. We thought we were going to be friends till the end of days, right? Or dies, you know, and that's not how it turned and out. And it didn't turn out to be like this. I, I personally, listen, I met her in junior high school. Mm -hmm. So I met her in seventh grade. I was 14 years old, if I'm not mistaken. I had gotten left back. I was supposed to be in eighth grade with my sister. So I met her at 14. I, and and so... She was 13, you were 14. Yeah. So we were 13, 14, and I met her then. So then, you know, I lose my mom. So and technically, I wasn't... I, I was friends with her in school. I didn't think we were going to be best friends because... I never looked for her like that. Mm -hmm. I stayed in my lane. I just went to school. I went to class and that's it. This girl, we're going to call her Natalie. Natalie used to come every day in seventh grade. She will come and eighth grade because we went to seventh and eighth grade, but I had another class in eighth grade. She will come every day at 730 to have breakfast with me. Okay. Because the school was across the yes, street. Yes. To have breakfast with me. She would say hi to my mom. That's when my mom was sick, you know, and, um, this was the beginning stages before my mom really got really sick. We would watch Stay by the Bell and then we would go to school. In school, she would hang out with all the popular girls in my class. Like, I noticed that, you know, even though we, we used to be friends and I used to, she used to come to my house in the morning, I would give her a space because she was always hanging out with um, this girl named Tatiana in my class. Um, she was Dominican and Puerto Rican. And Troublemaker. She was, she was, you know, she was always fighting and being you know, loud and yeah, obnoxious. Having, you know, she lost her virginity at 13 and, you know, Natalie lost her virginity at 13, but I didn't know that. But she was always around those type of girls. And I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't care. Like, you know, I stayed in my lane. You know, all those girls used to hang out with me, but I was quiet and I stayed in my lane. I was never the one to be like, oh, yeah, go fight there. Go go do this. Go fight her. Go do that. Natalie was always involved in all that bullshit. Natalie was always involved setting somebody up or, you know, anything that had to do with sex. She loved it. That was her, that was her thing. You know, bien presentadita. 
So then, you know, my mom gets sick. I'm, I'm, I just want to say this. Just listening to all this shit that you're saying, it just makes me relive every situation. Because you know what's coming up now? Now that you're talking about when she was dating with D, you know, her first love mm-hmm. or whatever. And we were always there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like, this is why I don't fuck with bitches. Like, this girl... If anybody knows, I don't like talking about people's characters and stuff like that. Anybody that knows me personally, I'm like a mom trapped in a 35-year-old. I'm a mom since I was 13 years old. You know what I mean? Anybody knows me knows that I don't get down like that. And this is the ultimate person that we had in our life. She was the only fucking slut. The only fucking nasty-ass hoe. And I don't like talking like this. But this is what she was. And just... Me, the woman that I am today, it just like, it, it's just disgusting to me. Like This is why I don't hang out with a lot of yeah. people. This is why tomorrow on YouTube, I'm going to do a video because, you know, with the last video that we said, we, right now, we're not going to do meet and greets. We don't want to be, you know, I don't want to give my energy. Listen, if, uh, if a girl as pure and innocent as me, well, well, she lost her virginity at 13, so she was not pure and innocent, but... From the outside perspective, I thought she came from a good home and everything. She was, you know, she looked like a normal person, so to speak. I lost my mom. This girl used to go with me to the hospital to see my mom. When I lost my mom, you know, she used to pray with me. She went to the cemetery. Like, this girl saw everything at 13 or 14 years old. I don't know what happened. I know she grew up in a dysfunctional home. Now that I'm older and I can internalize everything, she was brought to my house to destroy me via the devil. The shit that she said, the stuff that she was saying to me at 13 years old, she was like, what my sister's saying is like, she was grooming me. You she know? was a narcissist. Yeah. Not only was she trying to like destroy me and my sister's character, like together, cause twins, if y'all don't know, twins are inseparable. She was trying to break up our relationship. Uh, she had her own two sisters, uh, and a brother. And, um, she was only closer to the one cause the other one, they're all hoes. All three of them are hoes, all of them. And, um, you as a female, you might get in your fi- uh, feelings and it might tickle your feather a little bit because I just call shit and bullshit as, as mean, it comes. I- These girls were hoes, hoes. Let I- me see if I can go. Let me see. Cause I don't talk to other, the, the guys that she used to fuck with. She told me, she told one of my homeboys, Jonathan, she met Jonathan through me and Darlene, right? She told Jonathan one day. If me and Marlene never stop being friends, Marlene could destroy me. So if I could ever come up across Jonathan, I'm telling you right now, I'll put him in my podcast so he could tell you what time it was when she said that statement. I don't have to talk shit about nobody. This is my reality. This is why it's hard for me to even sit here. Because while we're here venting and calling her slut and a hoe and all this stuff, this is who she was. She came to destroy my life. She came to do stuff. And to me, being that I'm going to be 36 years old, I say that I've forgiven her, but I don't think I've forgiven her because if I see her in the street, I'ma drag her. I'ma beat the shit out of her. Not only do I want to beat the shit out of her, Darlene wants to beat the shit out of her. My cousin, my sister-in-law wants to kill her. Like, I'm telling you right now, my my ex-best friend, Natalie, she's in North Carolina. She do not want to leave North Carolina. And then her sister lives right here, 30 minutes away from us in Scranton. Her sister decided to be involved in this bullshit. And then, after they do all this shit, talk all this shit about us, right? Because the, the type of people me and Darlene are... If we see that you're a bad person, we're just going to remove ourselves. But if you're going to start talking shit about my my character and saying that I'm pussy, that I'm not going to do nothing, yeah, I'm not a fighter. But guess what? You can catch these hands any day. So that's why you're in North Carolina today and you don't want to come out here because you know what you did. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, 
I, all the times that we had with her, I'm not going to say they were bad. We did have some good times. Um, there was a little group of us that would hang out together, but she would destroy every relationship. We didn't notice and start seeing the signs until certain things were done. I think that, you know, now that I'm talking about it, it brings back so much memories in a bad way. It makes me feel like, wow, you were so fucking stupid and naive for letting this girl come into your life. But then also a part of me is like, this was a blessing because not only did you have her in your life, I don't know if we had her in our life to show us what we wanted to be as women growing up, to show us this is not the route that you should take, to show us that no matter what, you were raised the right way, stand you your are, ground, and what? You are the company that you keep. Yeah. Because even though, like, we were two different females, you got to understand, you got to stay in your lane as a female, right? I was always the cute, chubby, funny chick, the, the, the girl that was down with the get down. Like, I could be in any crowd, like... You know, you don't always have to necessarily be the the fire chick that looks cute, that looks beautiful, that attracts guys. But my homegirl, she used to attract a lot of guys. Every time we would hang out with guys, I remember one time this one boy told me, out of both of y'all, yeah, yeah, she's the fast one. You know what I'm saying? And it was always like that. And, you know, I'm not trying to shit talk her. If you get a lot of guys, you get a lot of guys. I mean, there was I mean, guys... When we used to hang out with guys, they used to say certain things about her. And, yeah. and, and you know, this girl was dealing with 30-year-olds at that time. I didn't know about the. I didn't know the severity of things. If you guys know, like, growing up, we grew up super innocent. We grew up playing Barbies. And, you know, there were certain times that I was so depressed that, you know, I would tell my dad that I was going to school. And I would come home. I would go to the corner store and fucking get a sandwich at 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm watching Maury and Jerry Springer and you know I was playing with stupid Barbies and you know my life was innocent so when I was seeing her at a certain age in the beginning dealing with 30 year olds I didn't think anything about of it no but I was hanging out with her but not only that she was like I said I stayed in my lane right I was always genuine humble naive and insecure. She picked up on my insecurities. I never told her I was insecure. I never mm -hmm. told her I felt fat. But she picked up on it, right? She was faster than me. She was a lot, a, a little bit more ahead of the game, mm -hmm. right? So when she was hanging out with these guys, right? Even though she was getting all the attention and all the dick and everything like that, it never made me feel bad. And now that I'm going to be 36, I see how insecure she was. Every time we would go out, she would tell me, oh, that guy said this about you. Oh, they, they called you fat. I remember one time, and I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a drop it right here so that you guys can see what a fucking demonic-ass bitch she is. We used to go to this restaurant called Drama de Plata, right? She put me on Tipico. I would never forget that, and I would never take that away from her. When we, we used to go to school, we used to start, because it was a group of us. It was four of us. So we were all Dominican, and that's how I really got into Tipico music, because when I lost my mom, me and her used to go to the club. So, you know, we used to go to the club or whatever, and one time, um, me and Darlene, we went to Grama de Plata with her one time. Yeah, because it, it was a group of us. There was, yeah. It was a group of us that would go out all the time, and I would go out with them. Like, you know, if y'all don't know, a lot of musicians from Dominican Republic would come out here, and we would go and see them and stuff like that. So, you know, we would have, you know, adults go with us. So it was a group of us. Mm -hmm. It used to be at least 10 heads, and we would go... And what were you going to say? So one day she goes and happens to tell me, this is how stupid and naive I was because I thought she was my best friend and she met, well, she goes and tells me that her mom, right? That her mom took the Q24, the okay, bus, the bus mm -hmm. and that they, they was two grown Dominican men mm -hmm. talking mad shit in front of her mom. 
saying that me and Darlene were fat. Who are those fucking fat twins that go to Grama de Plata always creating drama and all this shit? And then in my in my spirit, I'm like, bro. Wait, I felt so bad. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like, who the fuck are these guys? I'm like, I'm never going there again. Instead of me approaching her mom and asking her mom, mm -hmm. I believed her. Mm -hmm. When somebody's telling you, somebody says something, and oh, but don't tell nobody. No, go, go ask that person. You know what? You know what? When somebody says, so let's say it's Darlene and me. So if... You're, you're the subscriber listening to, let's say Denise. So Denise, Darlene calls you and tells you, hey, Marlene said this, but don't tell Marlene I said this. What you, Denise, need to do is be wait until me and Darlene get together and be like, okay, Darlene, so Marlene, you told me that Marlene said this. Pinpoint it right there mm -hmm. and ask what was going on and figure it out because mm -hmm. if you don't do that, you're going to keep getting into a can of worms where people telling you she said this, said and mm -hmm. it's gonna it's, be it's, it's to destroy your character yeah. i felt so bad I, I i felt bad i'm like what did we do wrong like mm -hmm. what are we doing wrong mm -hmm. like and you know you know hanging out with them i started to notice i'm like you know we're hanging all together as a group they're all gonna see us as hoes they're all gonna see us and i'm thinking to myself maybe that's the reason why these guys out of the whole fucking group they're gonna pinpoint the two most innocent girls mm-hmm and half of the time I was on the dance floor dancing. She knew we were, because she, she knew that we were, yeah. we were not fast like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think too, um, before we, you know, end this little episode right here, she didn't have her mother's love. She grew up in a totally different dynamic. I feel like, you know, she didn't know her father that much, right Marlene? Yeah, but I didn't think anything of it because her mom was a CNA, right? Mm -hmm. At the time, they had a house, mm -hmm. okay? Her mom lived with her, with her boyfriend. I knew that now, you know, she was, she, I, listen, she lived with her stepfather, right? Her mom's boyfriend. Tell me if this does not make sense to you. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. She did not like her stepfather, but she was mad cool with her stepfather's daughter. Mm -hmm. And she was doing stuff to her stepfather. Like, yeah, throwing I remember, turtle water on her stepfather. I think they would take the, his toothbrush and, and clean the toilet, the mm -hmm. inside of the toilet. I should have known. It was, it was such a bad dynamic. I only got to go there a couple times because I knew, like, when I went to that home, that that energy, like, the dynamic, like, it, it was like living with strangers in the house. Mm -hmm. Like, they would not talk to each other. It was a cold other. house, yep. a gloomy house. Yep. It was just... Now, I didn't I didn't know none of this. I was naive. You guys mm -hmm. got to understand. I lost my mom. I came from... You know, to me, my home was perfect. Mm -hmm. Because that's all I know. And, and, and now, being 36 that I'm going to be this year, guess what? My household was still perfect. Mm -hmm. Even though I have my traumas and my bullshit, my household was perfect. And my we family was perfect. You, we were united. I yeah. mean, to this day, we eat dinner together as a family. You know, we discuss certain things. No Even, cell phones in the table. And we just have a, a good dynamic. She didn't have that. Even my father. Even my father was like, I don't know what happened to, to Natalie and Evian. Because mm -hmm. her sister's name starts with an E, so we're going to call her Evian. But... She, he's like, at one point, me, my dad, my sister. So I used to sleep with my dad in, in one bed in, a, in in the basement. And Natalie and Darnie used to sleep in another bed right next to mm -hmm. the corner. And I don't give a fuck because my father's my everything. So I don't give a fuck to say that I used to sleep in the bed with my dad. Mm -hmm. And she was right there. So my dad was like, bro, like what happened? Like mm -hmm. what the fuck went wrong? Because even my dad was like, she was like another daughter to me. Yeah. Like, and my dad don't talk like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, bro, like. The stuff that I'm going to tell y'all next week, 
wait until the stuff that I tell y'all next week because it's just like I don't even want to talk about it. It just hurts my spirit that yeah. she would do that. We would share clothes together. Like I taught her how to cook. One of her favorite dishes is right white rice. Red beans and chicken salad. That was a meal that my mom created for her kids. Mm -hmm. And I brought it to her and and I cooked it to her and she fell in love. So I hope that while she's eating that chicken salad, she sees me and my mother's face on that chicken (laughs) salad every fucking time. I'm telling you right now, guys, what she did to me, like, it just breaks my heart because I would never do that to nobody. No. I, I remember one time as children, the first time that I knew, like, bro, like, you're not a good friend. Like... We were eating together, and I don't care if you have your opinions, but... You went to her house, Yeah, I went to her house. We were eating Chinese food in the kitchen, and we were just quiet, and she goes mass serious. You're not pretty. You're cute. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, I couldn't even use my voice, and it's like, bro, like, one time, like, she's the type of person that because she's always gotten attention, like, if you tell her she don't look good or... You know, you tell her she ugly or whatever. Oh my gosh, she takes us to heart. Yeah, it's like she's really insecure. It's like this was Mean Girls, Regina George, ten times worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was bad. Like, I was the oompa loompa of the group. Me and my sister were always. You ever have a group of friends, or you might be this way. You might be around other girls, and they're always getting the attention in the bad way, and you're the cool one, like the fun one. All the guys want to be your friends because you're the cool one, but they don't want nothing to do with you because they don't like you that way. Does that make any sense? They're not attracted to your appearance. But you know what? I don't really necessarily think that's true. I think that what we carry, because we, I still got dick. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't getting dick as frequently as her because I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I could stay in my lane. The difference between me and Natalie was even though I'm insecure, I can carry my insecurity very well. Mm-hmm. She was very the one that everybody praised her, but she was broken. Mm-hmm. She was fucking broken. And we didn't know that. No. Now. Yeah. She took from me. Everything that she knows today, the, the woman that she is for her kids, she took from me. I'm guaranteeing you. I'm telling you right now. What she has done to me and my family, she's going to pay for it. I'm going to tell you where she's at today in life next week. And I'm going to tell you where I'm at today in life. Because when people like this come into your life to destroy you via the demonic portal that she came from. Because this was a bitch that was atheist too. Talking about, oh, I don't believe in God. Yeah, well, what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened next week. That she tells me, oh, Marlene, I have to, you know what? Because I'm going through this tragic event, I'm going to pray. So be careful with these fucking so-called atheists because these be the motherfuckers that, God forbid, catch cancer and in their deathbed have the Bible, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. By the way, she's an Aquarius. I don't fuck with Aquariuses. Once I hear you're an Aquarius and I don't want to hear nobody, oh, we're not all the same, I look at you. I look at you from the side eye. I don't even want to be in your presence. Like, that's just me and I'm sorry that I have to categorize everybody, but everybody that's hurt us, even in cousins, includings, and aunts, they're all Aquariuses. I don't fuck with Aquariuses. I will love you from afar. If you need something from me, I'll give it to you with one little hand and that's it. Stay away from me. I don't want to... Yeah, Aquarius and Leo got along very well because, you know, Aquarius is a water sign and then Leo's a fire right but the thing is like once I find out you're Aquarius yeah I, mm-hmm. I don't think I definitely will categorize you as an acquaintance because mm-hmm. it goes A with Aquarius A for A mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do it like that I'm sorry my 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 dad's best friend one of my dad's best friend which turned into my mom's best friend as well she's an Aquarius so this is why I give Aquarius the benefit of the doubt because not everybody's the same she knows how to act 
So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, that 1%, because the 99% of Aquarius is out there, I got I to gotta, I gotta tread lightly. I didn't even know that till you said that right now. Yeah, and my I'm godmother shocked. from my mother's side of the family that I'm avoiding, she's Aquarius. One of my favorite cousins, she's Aquarius. And she does the same thing that my homegirl does. They like to, you know, they like to nitpick. Mm. My cousin is like this. This is my one of my favorite cousins. Matt cool. Matt cool. Like, she, you know. Uh, nah, I, I don't fuck with her. You know what I, you know what I don't like? I hate a bitch that's always talking shit, and then when you bring it to her, like, that's, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't say that. That's my cousin. What that's... you mean? I, I never said that. You, and then they, they pinpoint you like you're the crazy one, like you're hearing shit, and then you gotta question yourself. Nah, y'all could catch these hands. Like, yeah, all these Aquariuses that I know, they like to run their mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they then act, they act like the yeah, victim. Yeah, this like is if, why. If you have somebody like that in your life, remove them. Mm-hmm. I'm to the point, and I could say this wholeheartedly. Um, and some of y'all might judge me and from the videos, I told my dad yesterday cause we have went to go out and we were vlogging a little bit. You guys, I don't have no tolerance level left in me. No tolerance. Like somebody wrote to me today. I woke up today and somebody from my past wrote to me today on some bullshit talking about, Oh my God, I haven't seen you guys in a long time. Uh, basically almost trying to catch up within three years. That you have my social media and my phone number. You're going to wait till now to hit me up. I'm to the point that I didn't even respond to the message. My tolerance for any kind of fucking bullshit is non-existent. To stupidity. We don't we don't act stupid. We know how to write sentences. We know how to say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? This is my number. We know how to treat people. I'm not I'm not going to sell myself short. I'm telling you right now, the girl that did me dirty, she it was a domino effect. She did my cousin dirty. She did my sister-in-law dirty. She did my brother dirty. She did Jose dirty. She did Darlene dirty, okay? She did Priscilla dirty. I'm telling you right now, this family right here, the people that I know, we all, I'm telling you right now, if she comes from North Carolina to New York City, something bad is going to happen to her. This is why she left this is why her sister decided to leave Scranton because she lives. She used to live right five minutes away from us, but she decided to go and hide out in Scranton because she knows what time it is. These are the same girls that say me and my sister are pussy. These are the same girls that today they don't want to come over here and step front in front of my doorstep because they know what time it is. I don't like to condone violence. I don't like to condone beating people up. But let me tell you something. As a child, if I deserved that Dominican ass whooping that my mom gave me as a child a couple times, and I learned from that. After 10 years old, my mom didn't have to put hands on me because I learned from that Dominican ass whooping. Even though we're all Dominican, this bitch's mother didn't do and raise her the way that she needed to be raised. I don't think her mom cared. I don't think nah, I, her I, mom didn't her care mom, after a while. Yeah, her mom, her mom, uh, her mom put her hands up in the air yeah, and said, "Let me like, give it to yeah. the twins." I'm um, yeah, because her her daughter was escaping in the nighttime, leaving with different guys. I mean, at this point, we we had beepers. We would call each other on the house phone. We would beeper nine one one. There was times that she would escape. I remember one time we all went to Washington Heights in the middle of the night, and her mom came looking for her. In her boyfriend's van. Remember? Those were the early stages that her mother was like, that's it. I cleaned my hands. Her mom couldn't take her. Her, her mom, mom took... Her mom gave her to us, basically. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I mean... And after a while, I was like, nah, I can't do this. Because mm-hmm. she was doing stuff. Uh, I mean, I gotta tell you a story how I felt so bad. She got me good. She played me like a piano. Mm-hmm. I felt bad. There's this girl named Priscilla that... You know, I apologize to her and, you know, if Priscilla ever comes up to me and slaps the shit out of me because she feels some type of way, I might have to take it. Nah, I don't think... Because the way... I mean, Priscilla would never do that, but that's the type of female I am. If I do something bad to you, even though I, I, I... Even though Priscilla did me dirty, 
And that instant, the way I treated Priscilla, because my homegirl, Natalie, told me that... I got to tell y'all this yeah, next, week, next week. Next because, week. Because the way I went in, and, and, you know, and I feel bad. That's what a human being does. Even though I had the right away, because what, what, what led down to it, I came out of a place of peace. Mm-hmm. So I was having Priscilla's back. But I went ham and I went yeah. hard. So that's but we what I feel apo- like. You apologized. I was never involved in that. But, you know, we apologized. And to this day, if we see how we will apologize, that's the difference with a lot of people. We're so mature. And if we're wrong and we fucked up, we're, we're going to take one for the team. Even though I have pride, I don't like to apologize even if I'm wrong. But at this point in your life, you have to grow up and take one for the team. If you're wrong, you're wrong. You need yeah. to apologize. The moral to the story is, you guys... If you have somebody in your circle that, because at one point, let me tell you, I love this girl so much. Every time I knew I had to let her go because I knew the friendship was not, you know, what it was. She would play a lot of reverse psychology. I didn't want to let her go because I felt like it was 11 years. I poured so much into her. She knew so much about me. Like we grew up together from junior high school to our, you know, our, yeah. And it's like. Guys, you do not want to go down 11 years of your life and feel like it was a waste of time. Although I'm grateful to her. We had great times. Although she taught me a lot and I taught her a lot. And the times, this was a lesson and a blessing. Because if I didn't go through that then, I would be on the platform right now selling myself short to subscribers. And not only that, we would have ended up with the wrong guy like Mm -hmm. she did. Mm -hmm. We would have had babies like she did raising them by herself. We would have been the ultimate hoes. Like, I mean, we learned a lot. We, yeah. Our path, wait till I tell you some of the stuff that we found out via other people. Because other people, if y'all think that we 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 feel like bad and want to, uh, you know, like beat them up. The other person wanted to retaliate so bad at one point that, you know, did some research. And the stuff that we have found out is just like, you know, I'm so grateful that we went through those experiences. That we all took different paths. Um, this is why we say with, we protect our energy because I'm never going through this again. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for subscribers to see us on YouTube. I'm going to do a dedicated video tomorrow on YouTube talking about subscribers, messages, you know, people that get mad at us because we're protecting our peace. I'm telling you right now, guys, it is okay to say no. It is okay to be selfish and put yourself first. I'm telling you right now, you are the company that you keep. I mean, um, I just... There's one thing that I can say. I cannot relate to a lot of people. And I know you're going to get tired of me saying this all the time. You know, I, I need to be in a private island. I can adapt to any situation. I can adapt to dealing with a drug dealer. I can adapt being in a group of just hoes and strippers or whatever. I can relate to everybody. But my spirit, I, I cannot be around people. I just cannot be. And I don't have no tolerance left in me. See that message when it came in today? Right away, I picked point on some bullshit. I will call you out on your shit. The, and I told my father this. I'm like, Daddy, I need to be in a place where I'm secluded. I'm, I'm by the trees. I'm by animals because I snap instantly. And I know that I cannot be around people. I just yeah. can't. I, I can't. Just think the, that- the fuckery and the bullshit that I see on a lot of people, I can't deal with it. I just can't because I just pick up on it right away. I just and then don't. the thing is that people get too comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. right away, like, 
you know, people, oh, let me go to your house or come to my house. No, and they think, they no. think that friendship word, I, I'm not throwing just friends, you know, saying, oh, this person's my friend. If you haven't come to my house and broken bread with my family and met my family and slept over, you're not my friend. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I can't, if I can't allow you into my pre- personal space and I can't open up to you, you're not my friend. I'm, I'm not doing it. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing I it. I know. You know what? I, I'm a, an adult. I'm very mature. I call shit how it is. I'm the problem. I'm staying away from everybody. My ultimate goal, and I'm just giving me a couple more years, my ultimate goal, and you guys will see that before, you know, if I leave the platform or not, my ultimate goal is get my second home the way that I want it, everything inside my house, and that's it. I don't want to be around society. I will remove myself, and I will be secluded. Uh, you know, yeah, that's I cool. have the, the, the best family members. My sister is my ride or die. I don't need nobody else because she's a bad bitch and she's fun just like me. My brother, my brother is my ultimate, you know, support system. He'll get down with the get down. He'll do anything that I want. He'll say, can we go to the corner store at 12 o'clock at night? Just walk me there and hold my hand because I'm fucking drunk and I want to get chips. Bet I'm coming. Let me get, I want, as long as I get a bag of chips too, I don't care. Daddy, daddy's the the person that, you know, daddy. Man, my dad up. is a loser. That <laughs> my dad is in the room right now, either playing dominoes, sleeping, or playing billiards. And I'm, um, um, I'll be or like. Or on TikTok, because yeah. he's fucking obsessed with God, that now. God forbid, my daddy will be like, let's say, for example, this is just me throwing it out there. Uh, daddy, we're going to go out really quick. And he'll be like, Pardon, oh, let he'll me give you like, an example. He'll be like, where are you guys going? No, the other day, let me give you an example, right? Because I'm getting my period. So the other day I had a, like a, a little, you know, a little bad day. So, you know, I told my dad, I'm like, you know, I'm going on vacation next week for my birthday. I'm like, you're not fucking coming with us. I told him just like that. Cause you, every time we go somewhere, you know, I tell you, oh, let's go here. And you'd be like, oh, you know, my dad is, my dad is old school. So anybody can relate to us. Let's say for example, you're Dominican. We have that in our family. My dad will be like, oh no, it's boring. This is, you know, uh, this is too far. Like my father, I'm the driver. And we could drive 45 minutes away to a restaurant. He'll be like, where are we going? This is so far. Yeah. Somebody in their family got to have somebody yeah, like that. Yeah, so I told them, you're not going with us. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay home. You're not going with that fucking negativity. I told them just like that. Mm-hmm. My dad understands my sarcasm. He's like, he, he's like, all right. He's like, all right, then I'll just stay. Then I, I'll go to Philadelphia with my friends. I'm like, fine. I'll take you to Philadelphia with your friends. Go hang out with them. The other night, I'm smoking, we're drinking, I made him lunch, I mean, I mean, I made him dinner, and he goes, I found this place in Georgia for us to go for your birthday. I'm like, oh, okay, so now you want to hang out, so he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to verbalize certain things with but me. But you apologize. Yeah, man. I apologize, I'm like, dad, I, I'm sorry, I was being a little bitchy, I, I know I said you wasn't going to come, and I'm like, and he's just- like, you know what he says, he's like, it's okay, I know that you were just venting, my father's so understanding, what I want to say is, like, I could tell my father tonight, um, daddy, I'm going out with Marlene, he's going to be like, he's going to be like, where are you going? He finds it, number one, he'll find it weird, because we don't really go out like that, he'll be like, be careful, tengan mucho cuidado en la calle, no tengan andando, I could get into my into trouble, and I'll be like, daddy, we got arrested tonight, come pick us up. He'll come and he'll be upset. Yo solo dije a ustedes que no estén saliendo para la calle. He'll be like, I told you guys not to go out. You guys know better, blah, blah, blah. But he'll still pick us up. That's the type of people. I think I have everybody that I need in my circle. Yeah, and for so long, because I came from a big family via my mom's side of the family with her siblings and all that, 
I always wanted that. You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm older, God gives you who you need at the right time. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and because of what I went through with Natalie, she's the the, the realest, you know, MVP. Because she came via the the devil to destroy me. But what she did is gave me a life, life lesson. Mm -hmm. Here I am trying to school somebody else. Take that bad bitch, that, that negative ass, demonic ass bitch that looks beautiful on the eyesight, but in the outside, but in the inside, she's damaged. Get her out your circle. I mean, we thought we were damaged, but she was damaged more than us because... The stuff that she was doing, and we'll drop it next week. Um, it was worse than she how had we no felt. love in her yeah. heart. No love in her heart, and that's okay because guess what? She's raising a little boy and a little daughter. Yeah. So and so with that being said, just be careful with who you have in your team. A friendship is somebody that's gonna be there for you through thick and thin. A friend is somebody that's gonna call you, check up on ya. Y'all don't have to see each other every year, but y'all always talking to each other every month or so. Hey, don't give me the bullshit. If your friend can't text you and she got an iPhone and she's on the Android, these are the people that always on their phone and can never text you. Let me tell you something, the iPhone comes with templates. Every fucking phone, even the track phones, you, you know, used to have uh, um, little templates that come and say already text messages that are already done prepaid for you. You know, they have them. Hi, I'm in class today. I, I can't talk to you right now. All you got to do is send them. Mm -hmm. So it's like people want to be like, oh, yeah, give you the friend title, but they don't even want to take 10 minutes to mm -hmm. talk to yeah. you, to call um, you. I want to say too, like, this is the last thing that I want to say and, you know, um, evaluate your friendships. If, if a friendship doesn't sit well with you, if you always feel like you have to be guarded, if you feel like every time you get around that person, the energy and the love You're drained. And, and, and yeah, and it's not genuine love and fun times that y'all can cry together. Y'all can get food together. Y'all can watch movies together. If the friendship doesn't sit well with you, if they're always nitpicking at you, if you feel drained after you leave from that friendship, if you always have to second guess yourself, like you think that you're doing something wrong, but it's her, you remove yourself. And if, like, again, if you always end up going out with the same female all the time and she's always saying that you're the problem, mm -hmm. every issue, whether you're drinking, oh, Marlene, you got drunk last night. Mm -hmm. Oh, you said this last mm -hmm. night. Oh, you did this last mm -hmm. night. God forbid you say she did something. Mm -hmm. That's not a friendship. A mm -hmm. one-way street is not a, a fair friendship. Mm -hmm. Remove these people. I'm telling you right now. When you remove these people, the load will be alleviated from your yeah. shoulders. Your, your, your. It's like um, God um takes all these demonic entities out of your life, and you start seeing the bright light. You start focusing more. You start being happy. You start figuring out what it is that you need to do. Because until you get the remove this person out your life, you're not gonna head to where you need to be. Yeah. They're gonna drag you down. They're always gonna be dead weight. They're always gonna tell you no. If I was with Natalie right now on YouTube. She she would not let me do YouTube. She would tell me, why are you giving advice videos? Why are you on YouTube? Why are you doing this? I cannot do it. Mm -hmm. She was not a part of my circle. There's people that come into your life for a reason, for a season. Okay? Yeah. With that being said, we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Stay tuned for next week. Every Sunday, we're going to try to do a new episode. Um, I just want to tell you happy Sunday. I hope that you guys have an amazing week next week. Remember, um, it all starts with you. It all starts with your mindset. If you're going to start it off saying, I'm going to have a shitty day. If I'm going to start saying, I have a shitty week, that's on you. You are um, in, in control of how you want the week to go. With that being said, we'll see you next time. Bye.